Hey, 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 it's Bebop here, and welcome to episode 2 of Bebop Tales Season 5. I'm so happy you're here, and I'm so glad you guys are sending me all these awesome questions and even some pranks now and again. We got a really cool prank from Chaska from Orlando, Florida. So Chaska had this great idea for a prank for me to pull on old messing flaps. And basically it was a four-step process in order to trick Jonathan into swallowing chili oil. (laughs) So chili oil is really hot. And now Jonathan's outside with his face in the snow trying to get that chili oil burn out of his mouth. So I can record episode two. Now this week we have to answer a question that has been lingering for a couple of Bebop seasons now. And we got two emails. One from Zion in South Korea and another from Cass and Oscar in Richfield, Minnesota. All three of those kids want to know how I invented monorails. That's something I told you about before, but I never actually did a Bebop Tales about how I invented monorails. And this dates back to a question from Anya Gibson, who is six, who asked, Have you ever fought a volcano lava monster living chicken nugget? And... Did you really invent laser shoes and monorails? So we now have four kids who want to know about monorails. And luckily I get to answer that question today. Because if you remember what happened in the last episode, me and Pandolf were stuck inside a robot snake with its gullet closing in on us. And Pandolf was going to cast a spell to get us out of there. A lot of you wrote in with some really great ideas for spells to get us out of that robot snake and I think you're going to hear some of them in today's episode so thank you all so much we'll thank you after the end of the episode so without further ado here is season 5 episode 2 of Bebop Tales Fire Breather Oh and I forgot I'm Johnny Flaps Yeah said Bebop What's the plan? How are you going to get us out of here? Magic! Said Pandolf. But nothing happened. Great idea. Said Bebop. But what particular magic are you going to do? Bebop was now squatting to keep the ever-closing walls of the robot snake gullet from crushing him. There's a spell that's on the tip of my tongue. I just have to remember it. Said Pandolf. Just have to remember it. Said Bebop. I thought you wizards were supposed to have, like, amazing brains that never forget anything. Who are you again? Said Pandolf. Just kidding. I know the spell. It's Snake-a-bye-bye! Bye! Said the robot snake. Oh, yeah. Said Pandolf. That one just exchanges pleasantries with robot snakes. Okay, wait. I I got one, I got one. Vomitsos! Was the word vomit in that spell? Said Bebop. Yes! Said Pandolf. It'll make the robot snake vomit us out, and we'll be free to go on our way. Look out! A sudden surge of things the robot snake had eaten came flying by Pandolf and Bebop. Blades of grass, more than a few half-chewed logs and rocks. Lots of rocks. Ow! Said Bebop. Wait, why didn't we get vomited out too? We must have been too big said Pandolf. Anyhow, let's try a few others, shall we? Abracadabra, 
Abracadabra, Alakazam, make the snake spit us out! Uh, wrong, said Bebop. Expelliarmus! Uh, try again, said Bebop. Serpentsortia Liberaria! Suddenly, the robot snake's gullet was filled with books. Oh, right. That one makes a snake library, said Pandolf. Snake library, yelled Bebop, piling up the books to make pillars to keep the gullet from contracting any further. What is happening, snake library? Nomo, Robo, Snakeo. Now you're just making stuff up, said Bebop. Isn't there like a transporter spell or something like that? Transportus! cried Pandolf. Yeah, something like that. Transportus or... No, that's it! said Pandolf. He grabbed onto Bebop's arm. Transportus! Bebop and Pandolf were instantly swept away out of the robot snake up to the top of a nearby tree at the edge of the jungle. I can't believe it said Bebop. You did it. It was easy, said Pandolf. All I needed was a little magic. Don't start with that. Okay, okay, you got one spell right. Okay, we get it. The two friends looked at each other and laughed. Bebop, glad to be above the jungle and out of the snake, patted his friend on the back. So... I assume that the pan Flickerow pearl is nearby, since you were able to cast all those spells. Yes, said Pandolf. The snake has taken us so close to the pearl, I can feel its power in my veins. Gross, said Bebop. Veins are weird. You should try circuitry. Anyway, which way do we go? In front of the friends was a giant mountain covered in rocks with clusters of gnarled trees bent over by the harsh winds. Off to the east was what looked like a calm ocean, and off to the west, a small village on the outskirts of the forest. There is only one way, said Pandolf. Let me guess, up that mountain. Up that mountain, said Pandolf. And so the two friends climbed down the tree and began the long hike up the mountain. Can't you just transport us up to the top? said Bebop. I could, said Pandolf. But I'm not sure if we're going to the top. The pearl could be buried inside the mountain, or even hidden beneath a rock. You know what would be great, said Bebop? If there was a train that could go around and up the mountain, so we could just ride that and then keep a lookout. Impossible, said Pandolf. Look how uneven all this terrain is. You'd never be able to get two even rails on the side of the mountain. Aha, but what if it was just one rail? Said Bebop. (laughs) Laughed Pandolf. He paused to pick up a small object on the ground that looked like a deep fried hairball. He popped it in his mouth. What did you just eat? Said Bebop. Oh, that was a mountain morel, a very rare mushroom. A real delicacy for us pandas. Delicious. Anyway, a train with one rail. (laughs) I'm the wizard here. Leave the crazy, mind-bending spells up to me. A train with only one rail. (laughs) It could work, said Bebop. You could call it a mono. Oh, no, said Pandolf. 
He was waving his hand frantically in front of his mouth. Oh no! What is it? Said Bebop. What's happening? Hot! Hot! Said Pandolf. Through the white fur on his face, Bebop could see that Pandolf was turning red. So hot! Whoa, those mushrooms are spicy. Said Bebop, looking around for a water source to help his friend. It wasn't... I don't think it was a mushroom. It was a... It was a... Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It was a... Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nugget! Suddenly the ground rumbled and out popped dozens of those little deep-fried chicken nugget mushroom creatures. One of them leapt at Bebop and burst into flame as it collided with his head. Ow! said Bebop. What are these things? Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nugget! Who is singing that? said Bebop. Pandolf was bent over panting, trying to get the spicy taste out of his mouth. That's their war cry, said Pandolf. As soon as you hear that, you know they're going to attack. Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nugget! Ah! cried Bebop as two more fiery nuggets launched themselves at him. They were coming out of the ground. Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nugget! Out of the trees. Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nugget! In the trees! And seemingly from the sky. Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nugget! From the sky! Before he knew it, the entire mountainside seemed to be ablaze with the flaming nuggets. Pandolf, a smell, cried Bebop. Something. But Pandolf couldn't speak. The heat from the volcano lava monster living chicken nugget that he had eaten had made it impossible for him to talk. He was covering his tongue in mud, trying to quell the burning. Volcano lava monster living chicken nugget! The ground was aflame. The sky was on fire and Bebop had nowhere to go. Bebop tells, Bebop tells, that chicken nugget song really wails. Bebop tells, Bebop tells, Bebop tells. Okay, 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 I threw a little curveball there. You thought I was gonna talk about when I invented monorails. But actually, this answers Anya's question about Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nuggets. At least I hope it does. And you'll have to tune in next week to see how I got rid of all of those Volcano Lava Monster Living Chicken Nuggets. Alright, well I have some people to thank today. Not only our artists, but also our spellcasters. Alright, well I want to thank all of the young wizards who sent in spell suggestions, including... Dagan, who just turned eight. Happy belated birthday to Dagan. Landon from Queen Creek, Arizona. My old pal, Amelia. Our friend, Rexton. Our old pal, Markham. Everett. May from Louisville. Luke. Cameron from Perth, Australia. Raphael, who's six, from Oakland, California. Evie, who is eight, from St. Paul, Minnesota. Gavin, who is eight. Liam, who is six. And Seth, who is four. And our pal, Oliver Smith, Dexter, who is eight, from Ithaca, New York. Max, who is seven, from Austin, Texas. James, who is nine. Thank you all so much. All right, and now we have some artists to thank. I want to say thank you to Sam, who's six, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, in Canada. Caitlin and Evan, from Richmond Hill, Canada. James, who's seven, from Nashville, Tennessee. Elliot, who's five, from Houston, Texas. Avery, who's nine, from Winnipeg. 
Caitlin, who is nine, from Spring Lake, New Jersey. Eli from Mechanicsville, Virginia. Levi, who's seven, and Logan, who's five. Nate from Asheville, North Carolina. Luke, who's nine, and Eli, who's seven. Ivy, who's seven, from Greenwood, California. Henry from Morrison, Colorado. Bentley from Las Vegas, Nevada. And Clara, who's eight, from Milton, Ontario, Canada. And then our pal Marlo, who is nine. Great name, Marlo. Thank you all so much for all of the delicious art. Okay, now it's time to get our laugh on. First joke is from Drew from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, my name is Drew Headdate. I'm eight years old and from Atlanta, Georgia. And here's my joke. What does a ghost say when a play is bad? <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Drew. And now it's time for a joke from my pal, Felix. What did one astronaut say to the other one? Apollo G accepted. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you for all the spells. Thank you for all the art. Thank you for all the jokes. And we'll see you next week to figure out how we get away from Volcano Lava Monster Live at Chicken Nuggets. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.